0: right now I'm joined by Shirley Horrick, um, a filmmaker uh, extraordinaire uh, who made many great films that have shown over the years at the New Zealand International Film Festival. Now a new one this year, Dancing with Adams, the story of uh, Sir Terence uh, so Paul Terence Cullen uh, Morena to you. Good morning. Good morning Jamie. How are we today? Very good Lovely morning here in Dunedin Yes it is a beautiful Dunedin morning you know, oh, People, I mean we were, the film festival was always on during winter down here and everybody, the filmmakers come down and I think there's always a little bit of trepidation about coming to the cold south but it's not as bad as what everybody says it is and you're experiencing that today. So um, a wonderful time to be here. Um, let's talk about uh, Sir Paul Terence Cullen. Who was he?
1: Well where do I start? He yes. was an amazing man and an extraordinary scientist. He was charismatic and Above all, he was a passionate New
0: Zealander. Yes, yes, he was a passionate New Zealander. Um, New Zealand always kind of first and foremost in his mind. He could have been anywhere. He could have gone anywhere, could have taught anywhere, but he wanted to be here to make this place a better better place. Why did you choose him as a subject of a film? You're known um, for making films um, around art, uh, focusing on on people within the arts, Uh, and while uh, arts was certainly a big piece of... um, Paul's life, um, you know, he's known first and foremost for his science.
1: Yes, well, I actually met him when I was making another—I suppose you could call it—a science documentary, and I think it was show- it was shown in Dunedin as well in the mm-hmm. festival, and it was called Venus: A Quest, and it tied in with a project that um, Sir Paul was doing at the time, mm-hmm. and I attended some meetings about that project, and then I interviewed him for my documentary. And to be honest, I really hadn't heard much about him. I mean, I knew the name. Yeah. Um, I'd sometimes heard him on Kim Hill, but to be honest, that's the one morning I sort of lie in bed and read the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I thought, the more I read and the more I found out about Paul Callaghan, I thought, but that absolutely needs to be something that takes the story out to yep. people. And that's why I made the documentary.
0: And that's definitely a thing, right? I mean, uh, in other nations, say he was um, Swiss, he would be celebrated. Absolutely. You'd he know he'd be a household name.
1: Well, you know what somebody says in the documentary? They said in, in another country he would be on our banknotes or yeah. uh, there'd be a stamp.
0: Yeah, yeah. About him. I mean, how many people, you know, will have a hundred dollar note? Sometimes, not often, <laughs> um, but they'll see a man on it, and they probably won't even know who Ernest Rutherford is these days, mm. to be honest, um, yes. w- which, which in itself is sad. Um, and you know, well, another
1: uh, another South Island. Yes, Nelson born. Yes, yes, that's yes. Right.
0: Um, and 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 a wonderful physicist. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, chemist, and and all the everything else that goes along with what he did.
1: And also the the um, scientist that Sir Paul Callaghan most admired.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, and but he of course left and didn't come back. Uh, but Sir that's Paul right. did. Um, he did. Um, um, you know. Was offered many, many scholarships. That's right. Took up one that would actually help him out the most financially. Uh, and he got to go to Oxford, which is um, a friend of mine's actually just gone to Oxford on the scholarship uh, for three years, too. So um, that's something that's touched in my life. Um, so wonderful. And like we said, he could have um, gone anywhere. He, um, I think he almost accepted a postdoctoral position in Canada, um, but then came home.
1: Yes, he really wanted to be in New Zealand. He wanted to teach in a university, and Massey offered him a post, and they didn't even have a department of physics at the time. Risky. Absolutely. Risky for his a- career. Absolutely. Yeah. But he turned it into something absolutely brilliant. Mm, yeah. yeah, I
0: mean, he shaped that place. Yeah,
1: such an, It's such an interesting story about, you know, uh, a small-town New Zealand boy. And we go into his early life, and it's quite fun, actually. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it is fun, and there's lots of laughs. Mm-hmm. And um, we see, you know, how this guy, who had immense curiosity as a kid, um, developed into this um, world-renowned scientist, mm-hmm. fascinating.
0: I, I find it fascinating that there's uh, quite often people like uh, Paul, uh, who go on to do wonderful things, that have really wonderful um, childhoods and have uh, these wonderful stories that do come out of them. Because you know, you could you could have made this documentary from when he went to university to you know the the last days but you've got that childhood those childhood scenes in there and and the conversations around his childhood and they're so brilliant so uh, it adds another wonderful element to the story
1: yes yes we um did have a lot of laughs and um you know there's i I better not describe too much of what's there but we have some dramatizations and uh, really cool.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Um, And of course, um, some people that will know of him, will know him best from his talks with Kim Hill, uh, the wonderful Kim Hill. Um, You know, so it really uh, brought him to the fore, and um, brought what he did uh, into many New Zealand's households and, and their lives, and he could articulate and explain what he did in such a wonderful way that it made it easily digestible, and that in itself is such a wonderful skill. It
1: is, it is, but I think he loved science. So many people commented on the fact that he loved science. And he really, and Kim Hill says this, he really wanted people to love it as he did. Mm, mm. And not to, not to sort of have this, uh, you know, sort of people sometimes have quite negative views of science. And that's odd because it informs just about everything in our lives. Yes. You know, uh, to oh, me, um, the art, arts and science, the arts and sciences are the most important things in life and Paul Callaghan,
0: I think, thought that too. Yeah, yeah, without without doubt, uh, science, uh, everything. We're, we're talking on the radio right now. <laughs> you know, that's science. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, yes. e-
1: everything. People don't stop yeah. to think about that, do they? No,
0: no. But they did in the, you know, in the, in the turn of the nineteenth century. It mm. was a big thing. It was a, the, the the iPhone is now. You know, we look at that mm. with wonder, and people are going to look at that in twenty years' time and think it's just a little, uh, nothing. So mm. um, it, it's amazing, and 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 it sparks the mind. And bring such wonder into people's lives and it is something that as a childhood everybody as a children child science is um, fascinating and wonderful but a lot of people kind of lose touch with it as they grow older Um, and he kind of brought it back into people's lives which is wonderful
1: yes as Kim said it was an appetizer Mm. and a lot of people went on to you know find out a bit more and yeah uh, yeah, enjoy it
0: yeah have a you know and he might who knows he may have informed the next sir paul kohan through those talks with kim
1: he certainly had a lot of students and unlike you know some sort of renowned professors he insisted on teaching first year classes Yeah. yeah you know so he really, as Bill Mannheim said, bore witness to his subject.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know that is wonderful because a lot of yeah, like a lot of a lot of uh, leading academics can sometimes go, oh, I'm not going to waste my time there.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, stage one's a bit of a pain to teach, yeah. and uh, but, um, but that's the bit that hooks you in. That's the bit that hooks you in, and the huge classes, and mm, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: wonderful, wonderful. Um, so yeah, it must have been. Quite fascinating for you, and you must have learned a lot along the way through this film as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, every I'm always very nervous approaching a documentary. Okay, you know, this is what I'm going to make a documentary about, but hey, I don't know much about this actually. And then so every documentary is a um, learning process for me, and this one certainly was. Yeah. Um, So um, that's why I love making them so much.
0: Exactly. And it's the same with me with radio. You know, every interview. I'm learning as well, and there's nothing like learning. It's the greatest thing on earth, or one of the greatest. One of the greatest. Teaching is also very good. That's why we love having kids. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But he was a Renaissance man. That's right. Like he was very science was just one part of him and his life. It was a huge part, obviously, and a great passion. But he had many other passions also.
1: He did, and he, kept, so he because of his passion for New Zealand, he wanted. There's a a phrase that's now sort of part. That's sort of almost a motto, but his phrase was. Let's make New Zealand a place where talent wants to live, because mm. he saw so many people, so many young people going overseas and um, staying there, having their children there, and his own grandchildren were there mm. overseas, and he wanted New Zealand to be a place where these bright people would stay and
0: contribute. Yes, yes, and uh, and that kind of, and he could have been one of those people that went, and um, I right. love that whole thing about the aeroplane. And he sees that, and that you know that's kind of a catalyst for coming back and and people will see that in the film. Um and I'm really interested in his um ecological work, I guess he wanted to make New Zealand predator-free, which is a wonderful thing, and uh, that was a passion of his, I guess after his diagnosis.
1: Well, he was brought onto the board of Zealandia, which is the big um, um predator-free. Park in, in um, I think you'd call it Park Reserve, is probably a better word, mm-hmm. in in Wellington. And Doc had been trying to get this idea across for, for many years, but it took somebody like Paul, whose passion was ignited about this idea of making New Zealand predator-free, mm-hmm. not just because it would make New Zealand a sort of more beautiful place and it'd be lovely to hear the birds, but it would be generally generally good for, for New Zealand generally, commercially yes. and...
0: Oh, tourism wise, it would have been mm. fantastic. Mm. I mean, imagine walking down the street and having kiwis running around.
1: <laughs> and so, if uh, the general thought is that if he hadn't got behind it with his mana and his passion, then it wouldn't have gotten to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And it was that that really got the government to bring in Predator 2050. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the only countries in the world is doing anything like that.
0: That's right. And, and, it's, and for New Zealand, it's a huge challenge and a huge mm. target and very ambitious and uh, something. That we hope comes together because not, not as many countries have as big bigger issue as we do with pests.
1: That's right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I have friends that um, trap, mm. go into the mountains and trap, right? Uh, and they're just like they, you know they come back with these stories of you know like whole hillsides moving because ah. there's rats and stoats. So it's a massive mm. issue. Um, yes. So it's wonderful that um, he could help convince um, the powers that be um to, to to take on this this challenge um yeah what what fascinates you about these characters you know what's what's why do you why do you continue to make these films
1: well <laughs> I think people's creativity and curiosity, and that applies to both artists and scientists. People have said to me, oh, you usually make documentaries about artists, but now, you know, you've made this documentary about a a scientist. But I don't find it so different. Mm. I find that both lots of people have um, curiosity and passion and, and energy and they're delightful to delightful subjects.
0: Yeah, and you're. T- you're I mean, you're making films about humans, about people. That's right. Um, you're not, you know, I mean, they've done these great things, um, but first and foremost, it's about them, right? So That's right. It doesn't really matter um, what the subject of their work was. Um, you're making films about about people and uh, important people, and telling stories that um, otherwise may not have been told. So it's really important work you do. So I'd like to thank you for that. Yeah yeah so um the it's scre- two screenings here in Altibutti um one today and one tomorrow are you you doing Q&As I'm doing Q&As at both of them both of yes. them yeah brilliant mm. and uh, they're both uh, on at Rialto um tonight at Quarter past six, and um, tomorrow at uh, two pm. So uh, a matinee show and a night show, which is great. That's
1: right. It's yeah, good.
0: Yes, and um, and I've got tickets to give away. So if anyone wants to win a couple of uh, a double passes to go along and see this, um, you can text 0212 radio one now o two one two seven two three four six one and come pick up your tickets today to go see um, this wonderful work. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. It's yeah. been a pleasure for me too. Yeah,
0: enjoy the rest of your time here Thanks. in uh, beautiful Otipoti. Okay. and um, we will. Well, I'll definitely be along to watch it tonight.
1: Great.